Hello and welcome to. Oh, now here comes Bo. He's. Hi, Tristan. Hi, Bo. How are you, buddy? Good. Good. Did you eat some pasta? Some noodles? Yeah. Yeah. Were they good? Yeah. Did Dad make them for you? Yeah. Yeah. You gonna go to bed, buddy? Yeah. Oh, great. Anything you want to tell Tristan about? Yeah. What are you gonna tell her? Hmm. 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 Want to tell her what you did today? I play with. Did you ride your bike? It was my bike outside. You rode your bike outside. Wow. Did you go fast? Yeah. Oh, good. Did you go slow? No. Oh, okay. I didn't think so. I just want to make sure. Good night. Good night. mothers in the room. I'm Casey. I'm the mother of Bo, a two and three quarters old toddler boy, and I'm also 35 weeks pregnant. And I'm Tristan. I'm the mother of Nellie, a two and a half year old little toddler woman. We're the kind of gals that didn't know if we were going to have babies or not, but then we did it and we are here to talk about it. Now, we are not professionals, so don't take our advice if we give you any too seriously. We are just here to talk about the perils of parenting. But if you do have a subject that you would like us to speak on, if you know how to get my son in the other room to stop screaming, or if you have a guest that you'd like to suggest to us, you can always reach out. And we have a guest today. We sure do. We have a little preface to this. Yeah. Um, we would like to mention that the world is upside down and backwards and ridiculous. And each time we record, we're like, could things get worse? Certainly and not. Then, certainly not. And then they either do or, I don't know, right now they're they're getting worse, but with the goal of getting better, right? Like, all it's it's been horrible. There's been all this police violence particularly against black people and um the then there's been protests and everything that's gone with that so we want to mention that it doesn't come up in our interview at all so it might seem insensitive because not only were we interviewing another mom in in this crazy time we do talk about covid but she's also a black mother so it almost seems a little odd that we don't talk about it but it's it this whole interview went down i meant to check when oh yeah we're, god it was, it was like, like a month, month ago. ago, right? It was like a month ago, yes. And just yeah. because of our laziness slash inability to ever shut up, we just are now getting to the point where we're um, publishing it. But that is just why we haven't been talking about the world yeah. around us in that particular interview. Yes. And police violence against black people did not exist a month ago when we, yeah. when we were talking to her about it. So, you know. We That's were- what we think in our... <laughs> Dumb little white privilege in bubbles. our little Karen this Karen podcast world. Hi, I'm Karen, and this is Karen, <laughs> and her daughter Karen, and my son. What's the man, Karen? Todd, right? Girl. Todd, is it Todd and Karen? I think so. I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for actual people named Karen that are probably wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I know some lovely Karens. I know. I would have picked a different name. I think for for that sort of 
Oh, really? Position. What, what would you pick? Susan. Oh, Susan's good. Susan. Mainly because I feel like I've actually encountered people named Susan that are really like that. Naming, most of all, the person that lives above me. <laughs> I'll go ahead and just name her. Is it Susan? Um, so, yes, we are supportive of Black Lives Matter and everything that's happening in police reform, but we just don't get into it in this in particular episode. Yes. So what's going on in your world? Well, the big thing, I guess, to move on to me is, uh, I guess this is my win. It feels like a win to me. I'm sure a good deal of people would call it a fail, but Nellie uh, is back at daycare. She's Wow, wow, wow. I know. She's been back almost two weeks now. Okay. Um, they reopened two weeks ago. Uh, and there are many provisions in place. It is very different than it once was. So there were like 80 kids, and now there's 38 or something like that. Because you can only have 10 people in a room at any given time. Oh, now. Right, yeah. Um, but two of them are teachers. For okay. So it's eight kids and two teachers in each room. Though actually they're not, the rooms aren't all full now because not all people were paying through when they were closed. So mm-hmm. we got priority in getting her back in. Oh, gotcha. Um, and some people probably just don't want their kids going back yet. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure some of the slots, because there's only five kids in Nellie's class right now, but it's not because they don't have people that don't want the slots. It's just because there are people still paying without going. Oh. I believe. Um, Interesting. So yeah, so there's five kids in her class. She They wear masks all day. Uh-huh. Except for naps, and when they go outside, they get to take them off. You know how there there used to be like a maze. I would have to walk her back to her classroom, like through yeah. all the other classrooms. So now we just uh, we can only go in one at a time into the front lobby, and then they call back to the room and have a teacher come up and pick her up. So the parents aren't allowed in past the front like office. Right, and you have your mask on when you do. this? I have my mask on. Nellie has her mask on. I have to put special little like surgical booties over Nellie's shoes, like the little blue like shoe covers oh, wow little tiny ones i can't imagine like ugh. like every time i'm like do they just throw these away every day they yeah. must i was just <laughs> thinking that like oh this coronavirus has increased the amount of freaking single use crap that oh gets my gosh tossed. i was like the gloves and yeah um so yeah they do that oh when i drop her off they take her temperature i have to write it down on a thing and then sign it and then i guess they do temp checks every two hours which seems excessive but whatever um like they child suddenly contracted coronavirus at between one and three that's it but it's on your own <laughs> um and there's i don't know there's a bunch of other stuff too i mean obviously they're like sanitizing the shit out of everything all the time oh and they got like, i'm sure they got rid of a lot of the toys that couldn't be wiped down or whatever like um, stuffies yeah yeah, so anything soft in there. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And we have to sign a thing that's basically like, we're not going to go, like, I don't know, to parties or whatever. Uh, and then do you hose her down when she gets home? We do. That was another thing we did. Uh, remember, she was kind of a dirty baby. 
uh, <laughs> by no fault of her own uh, that we were, you know, we would do give her a bath like every like three days, basically, because <laughs> her, well, half because she has had eczema and it like her skin gets so dry when she takes baths um, and half just because, I don't know, it's annoying and it takes a while and the day is short and we want her to go to bed. Um, but yes, sure. so we're doing baths every day now. Um, and she was so fucking happy to go back. Like, Amazing. I was imagining all these kids were going to be like, no, I'm so attached to mom and dad now. And it sounds like the opposite is happening where kids are like, fucking goodbye. Yeah, no, she, so Chris told her a little too early, unfortunately, because they thought they were going to open the week before. But then they were like, oh, we still have to like, because DCFS takes forever to approve things. Um, and they changed something, so they had to redo something. I don't know, whatever. Um, so it took another week, and it was like night. It was like a Friday night, and Chris was like, oh, Nellie, do you want to go back to school on Monday? And she just beelines for the door and is like, can we go to school now? Oh, no. <laughs> we're like, Because no. Nellie is British. I can confirm, folks, <laughs> that uh, she is full on British now. Her teachers, multiple of her teachers that have brought her out have been like, I like her accent now. Um, raised on Peppa yeah yeah and uh, yeah so she was super excited that morning it was just like she'd be like oh I I don't want to get dressed and Chris was like well you have to get dressed to go to school okay and (laughs) we had been like we haven't taken her out we haven't put a mask on her until like the week before school because you know we just stayed in the backyard we didn't take her anywhere um and she was really freaked out by our masks. But then the week before, she was like, don't don't wear your mask, mommy. Take off your mask. And I was like, you know, honey, it, when you go back to school, you're going to have to wear a mask all day long. And she was like, okay, can I wear my mask? <laughs> and then she just, wear, she doesn't care. Like, oh my gosh, it's just funny, like listening to people bitch about their masks all the time, you know? <laughs> and she's, she's like, been using this on her for a while, but like, uh, if you want to go back to school, you're gonna have to eat this broccoli. <laughs> I know, whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I dropped okay, her off okay. that first morning, and she just, her teacher came up, and she was so excited, and uh, she just left. She didn't say goodbye to me. Nope. She just like went off, and I was like, oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> goodbye. No need to come back and get me. Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, that's a win then for sure. Yeah, it feels great. I mean, it feels like selfish, but also all three of us have been so miserable for so many months that it just, I think for everybody's sanity, it's the best thing for us. (laughs) Right. You're both working full time. This is impossible. Yeah. Though it is funny because like if I have a moment of like downtime or a break or whatever, I feel really guilty about it. And I'm like, oh, I should have her with me. (laughs) <laughs> nope. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, the um, other fun thing now is like she's totally accustomed to it. Like when we walk into school in the morning now, she walks up to the teacher and goes, can you take my temperature? And then she goes, mommy, put on my funny shoes. It's like me going to the doctor every week. I know all the questions, but I have to wait for them to ask them before I say no. <laughs> Do you have any fever, fatigue, muscle aches, lack of taste, dry, dry mouth? I'm just like waiting for them to finish talking. No. <laughs> <laughs> what if they threw like a test one in there to see if you were 
Listening. Pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Do you well, have a craving with- for peanut butter ice cream? Oh, shit. That's part of it. There are some overlaps in COVID symptoms and pregnancy symptoms. Like, have you been nauseous? I'm like, uh, no. I'm going to go ahead and say no so I can have this ap- appointment. But do you have any fatigue? No. No, no I can full I of energy. literally s- sleep 24 hours a day. I'm 30 pounds heavier than I was before I was pregnant. And I can barf at any moment. But no. <laughs> but no. So last time we spoke, I was we were still in Michigan. Kind of... Uh, Join bubbles up there in the greater Kalamazoo area. So we're back. We're back in Chicago. And I would say that whole thing was a big fat win. We came back. We're totally refreshed. We were like glad to be back in the city. Our small space didn't seem quite as tiny for a while. It's starting to feel tiny again. But we're just glad to be back in the city and back in our cute little neighborhood and doing stuff here and socially distancing, seeing people and sleeping in our own beds and whatnot. So we're really glad we went, but then we were also glad we went home. So I think we spent the right amount of time there. Um, big successes. However, Bo did, wait, did he throw up on the way back again? He threw up on the way back. Yeah. Oh, he throws up every time he's in the car now. Oh no, he's full, full all topping. He's just, a, he's such a little all top. Yeah. So I just finally got him. Uh, drama mean the kids version you can start taking it when you're two so he's good to go but we just haven't been in the car again to experiment with it so i'm hoping that that works because we want to keep moving and it's yeah. hard to move with this little boy that just throws up all the time so that was my main win and a secondary win that i'm going to add on from just today is that he's finally getting the hang of his little balance bike oh wow so we had to be pretty persistent about it because at first he was like, I want nothing to do with this thing. It's confusing and hard, which is like, sure. How, how do you know how to stand on this thing? Yeah. And he hated the many, helmet, right? Many hated the helmet, which, you know, Mark's fault. bring up again on yeah. whose fault that was or anything. But well, Mark can't wasn't. hear me. It's Mark's fault. Oh, okay. Yes. He can hear me. He yeah, is I know. in your shot <laughs> of where I am. Um, so, and he did have a few moments where he's like, uh, no helmet. Or then he'd be like, no clip. And we're like, well, you got to have the clip if you have the helmet on. And now there was a point yesterday when he actually didn't want his helmet taken off because it would mean no more bike riding. Oh, very nice. So he's getting to the point, like there's stages with the balance bike where it's like, just learn how to stand on it or learn how to kind of walk on it. And now he's got like a little bit of a speed walk and he can lift his legs up a little bit. So he's getting to like the point where he's like, quote unquote, riding it, right? Um, so I'd say those are those are our big wins. These are our lately our our COVID wins as of late. Potty training is has been sticking. So not these good. are all the things that we've been doing while we're not, I don't know, eating at restaurants and going to playgrounds and whatnot. That's wonderful. I'm gonna have to look up what a balance bike is, because I don't actually I was picturing something, but I don't think it's right. Well, it looks like a bicycle. Okay, well it's not um, that. Which I know you don't know how to ride one, but you're familiar, right? Yes, I've seen them. Okay, you've seen them. All right, yeah. great. So it looks like a bicycle, and I don't know. It's like somehow it's weighted or something, I think, so it's like a little easier to balance on it. But there's no pedals. There's no pedals. There's no chain that goes to the tires. There's you're, the, the wheels are moving just because you're like pushing along with your feet. Oh. So the concept is basically the opposite of how people of previous generations learned how to ride a bike, right? We would learn how to pedal and we'd have training wheels that kept us balanced. Mm-hmm. Well, some genius was like, well, the balance is the hard part. The pedal is the easy part, you dummies. 
So let's get rid of the pedals and you have to learn how to balance first and kind of just ride and push yourself and stay, stay upright on this bike. Hmm. And then the pedals can come later. So we need to get you a balance bike, yeah, an maybe adult so. balance bike. Maybe so. I'm on board. We got to get you one. I guess for an adult, you would just get on a bike and like use your feet and then lift your feet up and try to balance for a while. <laughs> yeah. Though I feel like you'd have to do something with the pedals because they'd be like whacking you in the shins. You could avoid them. Could I? Well, some could avoid them. People could avoid them. My legs and vagina were so bruised when I tried to learn how to ride a bike more recently. Yes, your crotch will hurt. I'm even to the point now where if I don't ride for a couple months and then we ride, the next day I'm like, my crotch hurts. (laughs) We did go for a bike ride down, not that far, a couple miles and back the other weekend. And like on our ride back all of a sudden I was like, this is probably that aerobic exercise my doctor told me I can't do anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Probably qualifies. Whoops. So how about a fail? I bet you don't have any. Oh, yeah, no, I've been perfect. I've been perfect. It was just like one of these like perfect storm things that it was just like such a nightmare. So it was my mom's birthday. So Nellie and I were going to call and FaceTime her. Okay. Though she doesn't have an iPhone, so it was we were doing the Facebook Messenger thing. Which we mm-hmm. have done before, but somehow she like my mom like forgot how to use it or had only used it on her computer, but not on her phone or something. I don't know. Like somehow it was completely foreign and new. I do not know why. I was like texting her and I was like, are you ready? And she said, yes, I am ready. And then I would call her and she wouldn't answer. So it probably took 45 minutes for me to get her on this phone call like with okay. Nellie with me you know because Chris had a conference call um oh, like a important one too it was actually it wasn't a conference call it was just a video call with his like boss's boss so it was it was an important call and but it hadn't started yet but I I had Nellie with me on the porch we were gonna call my mom it took forever like so we're getting into like solid dinner time, like evening, grouchy, grouchy o'clock. Finally get my mom to figure out that chatting on Facebook is the same as video chatting on Facebook, but you just p- push the little video camera. Yeah. So we finally got that. But like by then we had moved into the kitchen, Nellie and I, or into her kitchen, Nellie and I. But that's where Chris was about to start his conference call. So then oh, my no. mom gets on the phone and Nellie is like, I want to make grandma cupcakes for her birthday and was like <laughs> pretending to make cupcakes. And then I was like, baby, we have to go, you know, get we have to get out of this room so daddy can talk to this guy. And Nellie just like lost her fucking mind, like probably like the worst tantrum she's ever had. I do wow. not know why she just was like completely completely melted down and Chris is like like you know starting to like dial into this call and she's just like and like throwing herself around and I've got my mom on video and like my mom's like and uh it was just like I'm like wrestling her out of the room and like had to like hustle her into into her bedroom and she's like I don't and she just laid on the floor on her bed and was kicking the door with her. And oh she had God. her sneakers on. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. Oh and I was like, God. 
And uh, it was just like this, like, I feel like the tantrum was just worse because usually I just kind of, I'm like, let her ride it out, you know? I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. Have your feelings. I'm here. But this one, like, I was like, you need to stop making noise. Like, you have to be quiet right now. You know? Yes. So I think, I don't know, it just like exacerbated it. And it was just so horrible. And my mother was like, "Uh, worst birthday ever. Yeah. Because, of course, my mom like has this selective memory and thinks that I never cried when I was a child. So, you know, I'm at the same time as I'm like, shut up. Dad's on daddy's on this conference call i'm also like can you please act like a good baby so my mother will stop judging me you know and my mom we'd like start again and then nelly would melt down and i finally was like mom i have to go i think they pick up on it like they feel like that you're tense because there's this moment happening or there's some demand that they want out of that we want out of them and they they, they feel it right and yeah. so they're just like i can't i'm I, this is too much pressure i don't really know what's happening but it's too much pressure yeah. Speaking of which, I see Bo right now. Uh, I thought he was sleeping. Hi. Well, and she, this oh, will happen all the time. I'm on Zoom all day long, but a big majority of it, I'm on mute. So it's kind of like, all right, we're fine. We're fine. We're fine. He can do whatever. It's the second I unmute. And I swear, if something must change in like my body language or my posture, like my nerves, like I don't know, maybe I'm sending some endorphins out or something. All of a sudden, Today it happened where the second I unmuted, he screamed at the top of his lungs. He's like, I want strawberries and cheese. <laughs> it's just like, you've been sitting there quietly watching TV for an hour. And the second I unmute, because I have to tell these people something, you scream. Speak of the devil and here he is. Hi, okay. buddy. At least it was a funny one. I want strawberries and cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're so cute. Are you off to bed for one more try? Nah. Nah. Okay, say night-night to Tristan. Bye, buddy. Love you. Love you. Kiss, please. Love you. (laughs) Is that for me? Love you. I think so. Oh, nice. Bye. Um, I feel like I was getting extra agitated, too, because I was somehow in my head blaming everybody else. For it, like I yeah. was like, why is this guy calling? Why is this conference call at six p.m.? Right, fuck. And I was like, why didn't my mother just figure out how to use Face t- or you know the Facebook Messenger? Right. Like, or why didn't Chris ago. decide to go in a different room for this conference yeah. call? Like, why I did was he get somehow, me pregnant? Like everybody's fault. I was the victim in this yeah. situation. I not yeah, for sure are. But anyway, just one of those perfect hell storms, and you're like, just gotta say fuck it. Yeah. Go to daycare, little baby. This is not sustainable. (laughs) You know the worst moments to have a tantrum. Yeah. I also have been dealing with the uh, internet thing with my dad. My dad uh, has internet for the first time in his, not true in his adult life, in his life at all. He didn't have it when he was a kid, I'm pretty sure. Um, (laughs) But we actually, we were like the first people on board to have internet, like in our neighborhood. And he played But Did you have AOL? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but we had some we had some weird router before we even had AOL. Oh. Some weird like dial up y router thing where he could play like this football game with friends or something. But he 
scrapped that and then didn't have internet for the next, I don't know, 25 years or something. <laughs> and so he just got it. And I had to talk him through every step. It was funny. It was like, okay, let's, let's do, let's get you an email address. So open up the web browser. Are you on Google? Well, I don't know. Well, what does it say? Uh, Google. Okay. That's it then. Yeah. <laughs> then yes. So you're there. So hit in the right hand corner. It said, should say Gmail. So we're typing in an email address. What do you want your email address to be? So he's working on it. And I'm like, okay, at, he hit an at sign and he like doesn't know where it is. I'm like, oh my gosh, we got it. Okay. Everything. Talk him through a password. And then when his when he finally sends me an email, his email is his name and his password. Like, you know, I'm like, like, oh no. I'm like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh my God, I bet that's his freaking password. Oh boy. And then he sent me an email where like the entire, all the text was the subject line and there was no body to the email. The subject line was, you need to check out Joanna Smith Taylor. She's one of the best musicians I've heard in a long time. Look her up and, and let me know if she's ever playing in Chicago at any time. I'd love to go see her. That was the subject. Oh, the no subject. Uh, I suddenly, I was reaching for my phone because I remembered that I'd also been video chatting with my dad and I wanted to show you the this like excellent boomer moment. Um, because we have a, a portal now so it's like the thing that it hooks up to your tv but it's the facebook chat so it's huge it's like we just sit on the couch and yeah. and then it's on the tv but my dad is so bad at it this is so here's our like i don't know how many inch television yeah can you see his little like top of his head and he's and barely a partner so that's like the whole call nelly just like Nellie won't pay any attention to him because she doesn't even know he's there. It's like no. one little corner of his forehead and then just like an empty, weird room. Well, we'll have to share that photo because then I have one of my dad doing his first Google Hangout. <laughs> so we will we will share those with you folks, yeah. our, our poor boomers. Okay, boomer dads. <laughs> At least they're trying. Yeah. My fail is is kind of scary. Oh, no. Okay. So, you know, we got to get outside. We're back in the city, but we still have to get outside. So we spend some time in the front yard. We play on the deck. Uh, Bo likes a couple of games with Mark where they do chasing. Mark just chases him or he chases Mark. Okay. And then I don't know why it's called this, but called hole. So he'll be chasing Mark and then Mark will stop and turn and like kind of jump up and then Bo will go between Mark's legs. That's okay. called hole. Um being the city kid that he is, he also likes to take the gravel in the alley and then throw it down the uh, sewer drain. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, this is city the living days right of here. my youth. Yeah. So one day all of this is happening and I'm getting close to the back door. I'm about to go inside, maybe get something for the grill. I don't remember exactly. And Mark is standing kind of by the garbage cans and where the cars are parked at our building. And all of a sudden I was like, where's Bo? He's like, I don't know, where's Bo? We both thought we had Bo. We're just like, what the fuck? And we run, and he is in the alley by himself, like right at the intersection of the alley, too, where like the east-west alley and the northwest, oh, no. north-south alley come together, crouched down, jump, dumping gravel into the drain. So crouched down. So if a car was coming, they probably wouldn't have even seen him. I mean, he was out of our sight for like, five seconds 
And it happened that fast that he was then halfway down the alley by himself where cars come speeding through at any given moment. It was fucking horrifying. Not only was it horrifying in the moment, it's one of those moments as a mom that you're just going to replay in your head 900 billion times every day for the rest of your life and a million different ways that it could have actually played out. Yeah. So big time fail. You just can't take your eyes off these people. How did um how did you react at like were you guys like ah, boo, or were you guys cool? Oh yeah. No, no, no. Oh. There was no cool. There was no chill. There so was did no, he like, flip hey, out then? Um, no, I don't think oh, he flipped okay. out. He was more like, Why are you flipping out? Oh, okay. If I remember correctly. I don't know. I think I was pretty much blacked out. But <laughs> yeah, I was definitely we were definitely like, What are you doing? You cannot come back here by yourself. <laughs> and I sneezed in his face. Um <laughs> Like, you cannot be back here. You need to stay by Mama and Dada. What are you doing? Like, get back over here. It was, yeah. Aww. It was not pretty. And he was kind of like, okay. Jeez, yeah. you jerks. <laughs> Who else is going to throw gravel down this hole? I need to get the gravel to the fish. <laughs> That's usually the plan. I love that. Doesn't it filter out their poop or whatever in the, in the sure. aquarium? I'm sure it's it's the perfect thing to dump down. Actually, one of our neighbors is like, you shouldn't throw rocks down there. I'm like, what? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Yeah. So big time fail. Aww. Did not feel good. Oh, I'm sorry. That's so scary. Yeah. It is <sighs> and I'm like, now we're going to have another one. We have to keep track of two of these people. Great. Hmm. Luckily, one of them won't do anything for a while. Yeah, I'll be real still. Strap. I plan on wearing this baby more. I did not wear Bo very much. Hmm. I feel like he didn't like it, and so I gave up on it immediately. Yeah. And so I'm hoping either this baby doesn't hate it as much, or I just don't give up. I'm a little more persistent about it with the, we've got like the sling, mm-hmm. and then we've got the ergo baby. Mm-hmm. Like this baby's going to be worn because I'm going to have to be doing other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You're definitely going to have to. Yeah. You can't just be sitting around petting a baby i just can't be petting babies all day no <laughs> you have another so baby who needs attention right Blah. so while we're at it i guess i can give you a little pregnancy corner yeah, update tell me about that tell me about okay. pregnancy all right well the first thing is audience i'm gonna need you to pay attention i've got a really good pregnancy we'll call it a fail it's so good that a friend of mine that i told it to said Yes, you can tell it on the podcast, but you need to get something out of it for yourself. So you might remember a while ago where Tristan had a pretty good fail and she requested some um, reviews in exchange for hearing it. Yeah. Well, well I wanted thing. us to get in like the top 100 or something of yes. Apple podcast. Right. That was some yeah. lofty goals. I know. So we were so stupid back then. We were so stupid. So naive. I'm going to keep it pretty chill. I'd like to tell you all about this. I know we're living in a very busy and crazy and tumultuous time, so we have a lot going on. So I'm going to try and keep it simple. And I'm just, what did I say, 20, 25? 20, I think you said, yeah. 20. I'm looking for 20 more people to follow us on Instagram, at Baddest Mothers on Instagram. We don't post a lot, and when we do, it's fucking great. (laughs) So go follow us on Instagram. And our numbers right now, I think we're like, Whatever. It doesn't matter. We need 20 people, 20 more people to follow us on Instagram. And then you're going to get a really good. Tristan hasn't even heard it. She wants to hear it. 
So tell your friends, Tristan. I will. I'm going gonna, gonna to follow us. Just kidding. I already do. <laughs> They're great. Like, wow. Man, yeah, I've been avoiding it. <sighs> if we can just get 20 more followers on Instagram, you're going to get quite the tale, my friends. So please, if you already follow us on Instagram at Baddest Mothers, tell a friend. Tell a foe. <laughs> do whatever you want. Um, the rest of Pregnancy Corner, the stuff I will tell you, goes a little bit like this. Um, I got what I consider to be some bad news in that I need to get a COVID test before I deliver. <gasps> the like nose the, one? The jam up into my brain, the Q-tip into my brain test. And I'm looking forward to that less than any sort of labor and delivery possibilities. <laughs> Uh, I have to go to one of those, and I don't even, I thought I would, they just do it when I get to the hospital, but you have to go before, like a week, a little less than a week before. I have to go to one of those drive through facilities and get the thing shoved up my freaking nose. In the car? Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Does Mark have that's to get it too? Because I thought- That like is the real bitch of it is mm-hmm. no, he does not. He does not have to get it, which I think is very strange. So that's what I said to my doctor yesterday. I was like, well, so- it's not really about having a person with COVID in the hospital then, huh? Is it more about the baby or what? And I feel like he didn't even know the answer to that. It's like, like, oh, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. It's just the way they treat you during during delivery. I'll have to wear a mask. And then the baby would have to get taken and isolated for a little while. Aww. So obviously, I don't want COVID at all, especially if it made me sick. You know, you don't want to like go through labor and delivery fucking respiratory yeah, disease. Yeah. But even if I was asymptomatic, it would suck because we'd be in a negative something room. I don't remember what he was saying about that. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Fine. But I'd have to have a mask on, which, you know, a mask is already like so annoying, especially if you're tr- breathing heavy or right. yeah. breast at all. And and then the baby having to get isolated temporarily to make sure everything's okay. And I probably wouldn't be able to keep my placenta, which if you all remember, I really liked the fact that when I had Bo, I had my placenta encapsulated and then pop that thing yum 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 for the next about 90 days so i'm planning on doing that again i already have it scheduled to have it picked up but yeah if i have covid they're gonna be like you know you can't have this (laughs) we need to use it to make vaccines Uh, you know what if that's what they were gonna do i'd be like go right ahead enjoy (laughs) so that's where we're at with that um the additional part that is a bummer is my placenta has still not moved. Hmm. Placenta Watch 2020. I still have placenta previa. They're going to check it one more time, which is next Tuesday. And if it hasn't moved, I'm getting sliced and diced, people. <sighs> so that's where we are. And the chances of it moving now at this point. When they last checked it, I was 32 weeks. Now they're going to check it again at 36. It's pretty low, especially now that I've done more research and kind of figured out why it probably exists. And it's because um, one of the reasons it happens to a lot of people, one, you're like a big smoker, which I happen to not be a big smoker, uh, especially during pregnancy. But if you had any sort of like uterine surgeries or anything. So I did have that DNC between Bo and Donk. Mm-hmm. And so there could be some scar tissue in there. And the placenta's like, yeah, this is a cool place to hang out by the scar tissue for some reason. 
So and sticky. so if, if that's the case, it's it's really, really unlikely that mm. it's going to budge. How do you feel about it? Um, Not great. I'm coming to terms with it. I'm trying to look at the advantages. You know, I've talked to a lot of friends that have had C-sections that are like, yeah, I mean, C-sections can suck if you like are going through 12 hours of labor trying to push a baby out and they're finally like, well, not going to work. And then you have a C-section. Yeah. But those people that have had scheduled planned ones, which is what this would be, have a lot of good to say about it. They're like, yeah, the recovery is a little longer and sucks, but you don't have any labor. Yeah. You don't have to go through any of that. You you get drugged up. You get some. You can feel some pressure on your stomach. Um, and then yeah, you get all freaking stitched up. So it takes a little while longer to heal. But the actual like delivery process is way easier. The whole procedure takes about twenty minutes, I guess. Twenty minutes. And so I've heard some good things. <laughs> that seems so crazy. It's so short. I know compared to like eight hours, yeah. twelve hours, whatever. Um. So that part, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to like look at the bright side of things. I'm really grossed out about getting cut open. And I'm also claustrophobic. So I keep talking to people, including my doctor, about that. I'm like, I'm claustrophobic. Everything I read about C-section sounds like a claustrophobia nightmare. Like there's this sheet between your face and the rest of your body. Yeah. Your arms are partially strapped down. Oh, yeah. I yeah. guess I'll be able to move them a little bit, but they're partially strapped down so you don't reach over and grab the baby instinctively. And I've heard from a couple people that the, whatever, the spinal tap thing that they do, depending on how good the drug is or where it goes, it can go all the way up into your chest. So you, even though you're breathing fine and normally – Mentally, you feel like you're having trouble breathing. Oh. Like, this sounds like a fucking nightmare. So, and my doctors, I'm like, so I'm really claustrophobic, so what are we going to do about this? Can you not strap my arms down? He's like, no. He's like, well, there's drugs for that, was his response. So, I don't know. Oh, boy, gonna, all kinds of drugs. Hop me up full of Xanax or what the hell is going to happen? Can't they Xanax, just make right? you hold, like, really heavy weights or something? Yeah, just have me hold weights. <laughs> I'm like, let Mark hold my arm, hold my hands for a little while and then let go or something. Or like, what if I cross my heart, swear to God that I won't reach down there? <laughs> like, that, I promise. It seems crazy that that like, I mean, that makes sense, sort of. But it also seems weird that it's happened enough that people are like reaching down into their open wounds that they right? like, have to prevent it. They're like, well, this happens too much. We're just. Right. Like, what the hell? Like, I get that you would might maybe want to, but reality should set in that like your body is open. Yeah. <laughs> you might accidentally I'd be like the opposite. Stuff. I'd be like. Eh. No, I don't want to touch. I don't want to <laughs> look. I don't want to know. I don't want to like watch some video of one before I have it happen. I want to pretend like nothing is happening. Oh, God. Like, did you after you. After you gave birth vaginally, did you look at your vagina at all after it was all like busted up? I don't remember. I don't think so. Yeah, I never did either. Though I hear people do. I mean, why not? Check Unless it you, out. I, like, I had no interest. I'm like, I do not want to know what's going down. down no. I'll, I'll rinse it out with my little peri bottle and that'll, that'll do Right. Me. I mean, there was a video that I was able to watch on like getting a epidural and I was like I don't want to watch it I don't want to see the epidural dural needle I don't want to see how it goes in or where I don't want to see any of this 
Just do it, make it happen. Mm-hmm. Out of sight, out of mind, people. Same thing with the C-section. I don't really don't want to know anything about it. I I feel like I'm not going to be able to look at my own scar. No, you'll Let's love see. it. It'll be your little donk. Ooh. Your little donk well, tattoo. It, oh, sure. Once it heals. Oh, yeah. I guess, yes. The scar, like the long-lasting scar, whatever. I don't care. But the... Like the stitches, like the immediate, the fresh wound. Yeah. <laughs> I will definitely have trouble observing. For some reason, that stuff on other people, too. I'm just like, oh, whatever. But on me, I, you know, someone else cuts their finger. I can help them deal with it. I cut my finger and I'm like, well, I need to sit down. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I hate other people. I'm like, Ugh. <sighs> we'll see what happens. But I'll like I... mess with like a wound, you know, and like if I get burned, I like touch it a lot, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> if my skin's peeling i'll peel that off that's oh, gross yeah, that's i true. like that <laughs> any other juicy tales you'd like to tell before we get to our guest which i realized we did not say her name as oh, we were talking yes. about her erica st louis erica st louis erica st louis is a host of another podcasting about parenting called the m word with erica so we definitely recommend that you check out her podcast you know listen to it after you listen to ours okay um <laughs> As we were talking to her, we're like, oh, yeah, you have another parenting podcast. And she's like, yeah, we're a lot alike. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, except you just, you're, yeah, you make more sense than we do. You sound yeah, a lot you smarter like than us. It. Yeah. So yeah. she's like us, only like one mom instead of two moms, and she's smart. Yeah. Like I would want her to be my mom, and I don't, I yeah. wouldn't want me to be my mom. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll hear from her soon. But oh yeah, so my thing was uh, the other night, and I told you about part of this. But uh, the other night, Nellie was in the tub, ugh, like always now. Every and day. Uh, Chris came in and peed, and she she looked over and she was like, "Daddy, what's that on your belly?" And uh, <laughs> or what's coming out of your belly? And Chris was like, "Oh, this is my penis." And, I mean, she's seen his penis before, but we're not really naked people, so it would just be, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. It's probably only she's seen him peeing, but it, it she's never noticed before or something. But he's like, this is my penis. And she goes, oh, daddy, that's so cute. Um, wow. He's like, oh, thank you. Wow. And then she kept, she had, she likes to have a wooden spoon in the tub with her, um, so that she can pretend to make soup. and But then she kept sticking the wooden spoon in her belly button and making it stick out like she had a little penis. Um, I realize that penises don't come out of belly buttons, but I don't think she does. Do you? <laughs> Do you know that? And then, and then uh, after Chris left, Nellie goes, Mommy, can I see your butt beard? Meaning butt beard. pubes. Yeah. <laughs> Were you like, okay. <laughs> I like I actually I had no idea what to do. I was just like, no, honey, not right now. Like, I don't like it I don't know. Should I I didn't want to just be like, yeah, sure, you can see my boobs. I'm gonna whip, whip off my pants. But it also I also don't want to be like, no. Those pubes are shameful. You know, right? Isn't that hard? It's like, okay, we need to have privacy, but also we don't want to body shame and do all these things. Like, where's the line? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Your butt beard. Yeah, butt beard. <laughs> Though then today she was, she likes to play uh, what she calls tub and water. 
um, with her snowman. So give snowman a bath in a tub that's full of tub toys that she doesn't use and um, and a blanket. And she was like, okay, snowman, now we have to wash your butt and your vagina. <laughs> oh, I thought snowman was a boy this whole time. Uh, yeah, well, I, I did too. I mean, it's got man in his name. <laughs> you would think. It's, it's so mad. Actually, I do. I will take that back. She said vagina first and you butt because we do we do wash her vagina before her butt. <laughs> oh, okay. Just make that clear before Gotta anybody calls DCFS order. on me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. If I have a girl, I have to start worrying about all that stuff. Yeah. Phew. Um, yeah, they, they're really obsessed with private parts. We talk about penises and vaginas a lot. Oh, really? Oh, he yeah. cares about what Nellie never has before. Like, this is the first time we've ever talked about penises. And and I mean, we only ever say <laughs> vagina when we're giving her a bath. And we're like, okay, okay, let me clean your vagina. Let me clean your butt, you know. I think we're naked more than you are. Oh, <laughs> for starters. I mean, probably. We're really not naked. <laughs> but if I'm changing and he comes in the room, he's like, mama, you got vagina? You got... You got vagina? Like, yep, I have a vagina. Oh, yeah, I got penis. Dad, I got penis. I'm like, yep. And then sometimes we'll go through some other people. Oh, yeah. We, we know Kenny has a penis, right? He's We've heard. That. I know. I'd love to know how Bo knows that. But yeah, he'll cover that. He'll cover some grandparents sometimes. Oh, okay. Um, get them out of the way. Get it covered. We make some assumptions about people. Oh. Uh, but yeah, he, he likes to talk about it. Yeah, I'm sure Nellie will be more into it soon. Probably, especially now that she's discovered Chris's very cute penis. Just adorable. <laughs> just so rude. That's just what... Could you imagine? And it was even that little boy, that's so cute. Could you imagine? It's so, like, insulting. I'm imagining you and Chris on what I'm assuming was date five. Um, and you're finally seeing it, and you're like, oh, that's so cute. Oh, shameful. All right. Uh, great. Well, then uh, after this brief break, we will come back with Erica St. Louis from the M Word with Erica. And we are back and we have our wonderful guest, Erica St. Louis, host of the M Word podcast. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I don't know why I like saying that little part. I know. I was like, like, I I thought she was going to burst into song right Right? there. I I just feel so, um, that's how excited I am. It (laughs) just makes me want to burst out into song. We're on board. I'm on board at least. (laughs) Uh, So Erica, you host a podcast, which is what this is also. I'm sure you think this is your podcast extraordinaire. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the M word? So the M word with Erica. So we have to be very specific because there are other. There's, I think there's another podcast called the M word, but like, oh yeah, there is, and it could not be less like yours. It's like sports. I know. What is their M? What does M stand for in theirs? Wait, what's M stand for in yours? Motherhood, man, madre. Like that word, like mother, like all all forms of the word mother, mammy, whatever. You know, like that. Motherhood. So the show is like a a few things. The show is one conversations about what it's like for a woman when she transitions from not being a mom to being a mom, 
Like that's a thing that happens. It's a transition. And so in some of the earlier episodes, it's a lot of just me talking and, you know, this, this podcast really, to be honest, is still a work in progress because it's, it's, I'm creating it. I'm, I'm forming it as I'm doing it. You know, it's like, I'm making the painting as like, I, I didn't plan the painting out. It's just like maybe how Picasso or the other artists, like sometimes how their work came out, it just, formed. Um, so my work's still forming, but I really do want it. To, I, I really want it to be, I want it to represent conversations that women have quietly with each other or internally with themselves about that transition to motherhood. For some women who became moms, for some women who are mothers, they had no intention of becoming a mom. And for some women like myself, I've always dreamed of being a mom. I've always wanted to be a mom. And so we as women have inner conversations with ourselves about that idea from a girl to now, like how close or far off it is. Right. Yeah. And so, um, the podcast like, you know, has narrative about that. And then, um, I also want it to be a place that where we can share different mothering traditions. Um, that's like something I'm really looking forward to do for like future seasons, probably like when I get to season three or four, but like, mm -hmm. I want to share, like, what do women in Nepal do um, when a woman becomes pregnant? How do they surround her? How do they support her? And how does that differ to what American women do or how is it similar? And so that's like eventually where I want to go with it and like grow with it. Um, I don't know. I, I love, I love motherhood. I, I love moms. I love as the more, the more I, and more I get deeper into like being a mom, the more I become in love with what we do and how we contribute to society. And so my show really is like covers that whole thing. Love it. I love what you're saying about like the transition, because it sounds like you always knew you want to be a mom. I had friends growing up. that was like, they were moms, even when they were like kids, like they were motherly. They knew they were going to be moms. I think I became a mom somewhere around the time Bo was probably like three or four months old. <laughs> really? Like that shit just did not click. <laughs> what was that thing that made you realize like, okay, I'm a mom. Like what, what was that feeling? Cause I think it took me a while as well. I don't, I don't, it, even though, and that, well, that's what was shocking to me. And I think that's why I became very reflective and I started to document my reflections in voice notes and on Instagram and all that, because it was like, wait a minute, I've always wanted to have kids. I love babies. I treat, I treated my, my first two nephews, my two older nephews, shout out to Jared and Ethan. I'm totally going to share this episode with them. Yes. Cause I'm going to tell them I mentioned their names, but like they were my babies. Oh my goodness. I like, like, I just, it was just, it was overwhelming. Like I was just so into them. And so I had this idea that my, I would be like that with my own child. And I wasn't at first, I wasn't for a while. I'm like that with him now, but yeah. like for a while I, w I was just in like, I got to take care of you. I got to keep you live breastfeeding, whatever. Appointment. That's what it is. I you think know? that's a lot of it. It's just survival mode. And you're like so I'm intent on doing for the this right thing. thing. I have to keep it alive. I'm trying to breastfeed. So I got to do this shit to keep my milk supply up. And I got it like survival, 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 survival. It can't call you mom. They're just trying to survive. Yeah. So some of its external factors, like people, you go to a restaurant, they're like, and what are you having, mom? And you're like, oh, damn, okay, <laughs> mom. <laughs> Facts. That exact thing has happened to me multiple times. Your exact expression. I wish I wish the the listeners can like see it, which how you reacted. But it's like, yeah, oh, 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 you ignore. Oh, that's what I am. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
right? It's like, I remember. Yeah. yeah. That, that totally has happened to me too. You're like, and mom just- is my mom's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, honestly, I think for a whole year, probably maybe not until he was 18 months that I really started to sink into like, okay, I'm a mom. I'm right. a mother. Well, 18 months, he's saying mama or something at that point. Right. So that has something to do with it too. Now it's like mama, mama, mama. And I'm like, yep, that's me. Um, exactly. But there's just that period before that where you're just like, must survive. Must survive. And that's what it was for me for a while, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your podcast, it's amazing. It's it's great. I've uh, listened to a few guests. So you're so your future is to like get to know different cultures. Is that what it's sounding like? And like- yeah, like I mean, and just like different mothering, like it's it'd be like a it's sort of a hodgepodge. That's why kind of that's why it's called the M word. To be honest, like you know, in our pre conversation, we said like you know what does the M like represent? And it's just, it represents yes, mother like, but like all aspects of motherhood, which includes like some of this mothering tradition stuff, you know, like, and, and like old wives tales that are passed on and like um, practices or like, you know, just compare, I'm such a compare contrast type of person. And so I like to compare North America to other parts of the world. So like, I want, that's going to be an aspect of it. But like right now it's really just about like, okay, tell me your story about like how your vision of motherhood from the beginning and like, how does it shape up to what it is now? Like, where, where, where are you with it? How are you feeling? Like, I'm very much about like the feelings right now. Um, and, but eventually like, you know, I'd want to get into covering, um, some international, some cult, some other cultures, not just American culture. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you're Canadian. Yes. But you're living in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Um. So, how is is there any like major differences other than fucking insurance, um, like healthcare? Um, differences between being a mother in Canada compared to the U.S. that you've noticed? Yes, I will say like okay, you said except for healthcare. Listen, you can bring it up, <laughs> Casey. That I'm so glad you asked. Because that is the, like, it's, it's, that is an order of magnitude of difference. It is so ginormous. The experience of, um, new moms in Canada and new moms in America and pregnant lactating moms in, you know, the two countries, it, they are worlds apart. They couldn't be more different. They couldn't be more different. You know, and I actually recently told someone this story. Like I made, I made a confession. I'm really into like, I didn't grow up Catholic, um, but there's something about the Catholic church that I do think is kind of good in this idea of confession. And so recently I like confessed that like, you know what? I gave myself an extended maternity leave. I confess to that now, like future ex-husband, I confess to like, yeah, I gave myself an extended maternity leave because guess what? I come from a country where women get 12 months. Shut up. Okay. Is that what it is? Paid sisters paid, not full pay. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm actually doing a personal study right now. Just like, this is kind of how like dorky I am, but like I'm doing a personal study of the different um, like systems around the world, but I'm starting with Canada. Like, like what are the rules because I want to see how the what, what the rules are and then what the rules are in the U.S. and like how the U.S. can't get closer to all these other countries like 
women in Canada, what the biggest thing I I've, I've noticed is like their careers and their mental health and their well being is not as impacted as it is here in the United States because they get that year off. Yes. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So there's tons of temp workers. There's tons of people shifting from jobs and hustling, whatever, but there's tons of stability. There's tons of continuity. There's tons of like a lot of communication happens between people because it's like, okay, this person's transitioning off for, you know, her mat leave. She trains the next person. Sometimes it doesn't happen and some companies it doesn't. You know what I mean? But if you work at McDonald's for a certain number of hours, you got your, because you have to, you know, obviously reach a certain number of hours per year or something like that or whatever. So you reach your hours, you're working at McDonald's, you're entitled to get that 12 months off and come back to that job at McDonald's even. This is in Canada. Right. Just like I live in the DC area. Um, and that's like a nine hour drive. Yeah. Nine like hours up. Right fucking there. Nine hours up. Okay. My, I get a year off. I get a year to bond. Okay. And I get some type of income. I don't get my full salary. I think like, I think the most you like at the, towards the end, I think that you're getting about like 30% of your income or something like that. Something. Like you're getting to- something. For and I'm guessing you don't have to take the year, right? Like if you're like, you don't, you don't, money, you don't have to, you don't, you don't, you don't. And what some people do, they do like alternate with their uh, partner because you get that parental leave as well. So like they can get seven months. So some people like alternate and stuff like that. But like, mm. yeah, most women, I mean, I don't, I, that's my big assumption. I think most women definitely take the 12 months, like one province, the province where my family mostly lives right now, Ontario is um, they offered recently 18 months, but then of course you get like less pay or like no pay or something. But mm. like, I have friends who are like, yeah, but like I took the 18 months. I just, I thought about it, but like I decided I really needed the 18 months. And people thought 18 months was the craziest thing. It was like, what? 18 months? <laughs> and like the Canadian government or uh, a provincial government in Canada passed that. And people are taking advantage of it. 18 months with your child. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it would be hard for me to say no to anything that they give you because you're like, well, I need to take the maximum because I'm going to miss something or, you know. Right. So, uh, yeah. What am I, some kind difference. of monster who loves work? Right. <laughs> Unless you really need to go back and make the 100% income again. Like, yeah. And while, while I'm pissed off, let me <laughs> add that um, America, not only do they not offer these sorts of benefits or like the health insurance thing, but they do it be- to protect these big businesses when what it does is just kind of screw everyone over again, myself being a great example of this, mm-hmm. where I was furloughed um, recently while pregnant and I'm going to sit my ass on unemployment because if I go get another job, I'm not going to get insurance right away. So then all of a sudden I'm going to have a baby while I'm uninsured, where if I stay on unemployment, I'll stay insured. So the government just needs to give me money so I can stay insured at my furloughed job. When, if it was just more of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for more of like universal healthcare, then I would just be like, Oh, I can just go get another job. Yes, exactly. Oh, you, I, I, you know what? I'm also like on this personal mission um, to exchange more stories between Canadian moms and American moms. I think I, I, 
I, I, I honestly really have, I've realized that I have had this huge assumption that American women really have a great understanding of what the Canadian maternal experience is like. And I've realized, oh, you have, you all have no idea. No. Like what you're talking about is not a reality that any woman has to face up there. Right. Right. And if oh, the yeah. Canadians I think we can just, do we it, surely just... the Americans who went to the moon can right. do it. <laughs> right. Surely. So, like, do we decide to stay in the dark? Cause we just don't even want to know. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> right. Okay, so I want to so- touch on something you just brought up though. You said your, um, I don't remember exactly what you said, future ex-partner. Hmm? Mm-hmm. So you're just approaching singlehood. Yeah, right. Exactly. I'm in this like in between. Yeah, for real. I'll be honest. I'm in this really in between stage right now. Like I'm not divorced but i'm i'm so i guess i'm separated yeah technically so uh yeah i'm separated from my husband and it's been it's been it's been a little while it's been a few months it's been more than two months um and yeah so i'm adjusting to a lot of new normal you know like everyone's like in the covid wave and flipping out with covid and i get that and that's true but I'm like, man, I've been adjusting to single motherhood since January, and it is an adjustment. <laughs> uh, to say the least, I cannot even, but no, I don't know. I'm so overwhelmed by everything always. Always. That, that Me too. W- I mean, Me mostly too. parenthood. Other things, I'm like, whatever, who cares? Everything's fine. Um pretty much about everything always but with motherhood I'm like oh my god this is all impossible I like I'm afraid of my child like I just I never want to do anything wrong blah um so I don't I I would be so scared to be on my own I mean like I think like most situations to be honest that any woman finds herself in any situation that a woman finds herself in I I believe this very deeply that um she knows how to like navigate that, you know, she knows how to navigate that. She knows how to figure that out. And, um, you know, when a situation isn't right for her, she knows how to change it, whether it's a job or, uh, a diapering process or like, I don't know, you know, uh, a marriage, you know, when it's not right, you just gotta like, okay, I got to take some action here. It's, but it's, it's, it's challenging because you think ahead. You're like, whoa, you look into the future and you're like, okay, that's like my future reality. Jump anyway. Okay. Jumping. (laughs) Yeah. So did you say you're doing sole custody, right? Or did I make that up? Uh, well, he's primarily with me right now. Like we're definitely shared. It's definitely shared. No, it's definitely shared, not doing so definitely shared. Um, and you know, he's like, we're, we're the interesting thing about we're kind of like new age divorcee type people. If I can say that, that sounds really like, I don't know, maybe kind of a leady, but like, It's like, okay, so my whole whole vibe on this bougie. Yeah, that's really actually (laughs) the word. No, real talk. This is my, this is my position on divorce. Okay. We are still family at the end of the day. We are still family. So this is a transition of our family Mm -hmm. and how our family looks and how our family operates. It's a transition. So we're not going to, 
burn pictures and cut this up. And we're, we're not going to do any of that type of stuff. And we're going to be kind and we're going to be gracious and we're going to be peaceful and harmonious as, as at all, at all times, unless provoked, you know, in other unless ways. he fucks that up. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I think that like uh, everybody, this is, this is what I appreciate about, to be honest, like just this whole experience is that the, the heart and intention of everybody involved is, has been like, okay, peace and harmony and like transition of what was and what now was and what needs to be in the future. Mm -hmm. You know, like, let's just be like, I don't know. It's like professionals breaking up. It's like the, it's like the craziest thing. It's really, but it's not, it's not crazy. It's actually, I don't know, quite pleasant. Yeah. Sounds healthy. Um, so yeah, you mentioned like the whole COVID thing, which I mean, we're living in it, so we kind of have to talk about it. Um, with that, like, I don't know, I can't decide if I would be like, everyone said, you know, okay, Casey, get your thoughts together. They're saying like two things about couples, either there's going to be a baby boom because everyone's going to get knocked up during this, or they're saying, no, there's going to be a bunch of divorces when this is over. Um, so it could like go either way or anywhere in between. I'm just wondering for your perspective, like now that you're kind of with your child by yourself, because even if you are harmonious, you're sheltering in place. So you're basically single momming right now. What part of you is like, well, thank God he's not here because we clearly weren't meant to be together. Or is there another part of you that's like, why don't you just come home until this fucking COVID is done so you can help (laughs) me with this shit? I love this question. Thank you. It took me five years to ask it, but thank you. Damn, that is a badass mom question. <laughs> I'm very much a person who knows how to survive on her own. And um, so I would never have those thoughts, whether that was my dad, my brother, or anyone that lived with me who no longer lived with me. To be really honest, I actually would never have those thoughts of like, just they need to just behave themselves and come back here because we need to just mm-mm, no I've never had that mm-hmm. because to be honest it's it's it may seem crazy to say this but the blessing in him being like where he's sheltering in place um is that he's able to help other people who were impacted like very severely by COVID-19 He was actually able to really be a tremendous support system for people like who really needed it. Like, and, and to be honest, like he's excellent when it comes to there's an emergency. Like if our house was, there's some things where it was like, oh my gosh, if this was to happen, I would not trust you to like save my life. But if uh, like certain things were to happen, if the house was on fire, oh he would totally save our lives. Like he would make sure all asses are out and all (laughs) most important things are out. And like, he'll like wait till like everything's really burning and then he'll come out. So like during an an emergency and a crisis, he's very good. And so it's like, you know what? It's a blessing that you're over there being of great service. And Eric and I are over here, like figuring out how to survive this in this form. Because to be honest, like we know that this is not a permanent form. Right. So, okay. Like I'm picturing this is life right now. And to your real question is like, are you having the time of your life? Yeah, I actually am. 
I'm having a grand old time. Okay. A lot of moms like maybe very jealous of me. Real talk. Okay. Like my baby has been asleep since about 645 and I call my baby. He's not a baby, but he's been asleep since about 645. And I was on my, my, in my sunroom, just hanging out. Yes. Like just chilling at 720 waiting, binging on some more of your episodes, like just hanging out by myself with no like, oh, I need this asshole to go put the dishes away. Or I need, like, I didn't have any of that in my spirit. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. That's a long, take what you want from that answer. Every single person who's listening, but like, that's the true response. I love it. I I love that. Very like, you're just like, here I am. I'm Erica-ing. I'm Erica-ing. It's yeah, my time. I also call unicorn in. <laughs> yeah. oh. If you look up the hashtag unicorn in, so you and I like unicorning without the G. Yeah. You'll see a whole bunch of posts from uh, me. Yes. Well, okay. Maybe hashtag unicorn in. I really own that post. I really own that hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just doing my thing. I really, I really honestly am. And like, um, you know, my number one priority is like Eric and then myself. Well, no, myself and Eric. First me, I have to make sure I, I'm, I'm, I'm applying what they teach us on, um, in the aircrafts, mm-hmm. like on the airplanes. Yeah. Okay, I'm applying, like put your mask on first. Yeah. That's what I'm fully applying. 100%. That's Love great. It. How is Eric? So Eric's going through two things that are very confusing to explain to a three-year-old. How is he handling daddy being gone and also we can't ever see anybody ever? I guess that's Uh, two questions, but. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Whichever one you want to do first. But you're right. It is, but they're kind of together because like he is handling, like he is dealing with two major things right now and they're both like very different and jarring and like traumatic in their own way but um but he's three so three exactly (laughs) so you know I think it's like for the most part he's doing pretty well I'm really impressed and I do congratulate him here and there I'm like you're doing such a good job you're so good like you're so so happy to be around you're so nice to be around I have fun I tried to have fun with him I tried to keep his environment fun Um, and I try to touch base with people often. So, you know, every day he sees daddy and, or like almost every day, you know, unless he falls asleep and ruins their little party, but like, you know, he stays in touch that way. Um, and then we see family and we see a lot of people on video chat. So we, and and prior to that, we would have conversations via video chat, FaceTime, whatever with people. So it was already a medium that he was used to. I think, yes, he obviously is like, what the heck? This is more frequently than normal. Or like, we're not going to the stores. What's going on? But he understands coronavirus for some reason. I mean, <laughs> Eric's really, I, I'm I, I'm trying to sneakily record him because every time I bust out the phone to record him when he's talking about his ideas about coronavirus, I'm like, dang it. Like he's he stops because <laughs> he's me recording. But the, when everything really first hit, I just randomly asked him in the car one day after a daycare pickup. I said, Eric, what's a pandemic? Because I, I, I was curious if he heard the word like, uh, you know, a daycare or anything. What's a pandemic? He said, when people are scared. Oh. I was like, oh, oh, that's deep. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. So I can teach him about what's happening right now. So he knows about coronavirus. And um, so I think he's probably just going to connect everything to coronavirus and masks. Right. They're also freaking him out, but they're also like making him laugh. He thinks it's hilarious. And he thinks that's how humans it's, it's interesting. He's like starting to think that's how humans are supposed to be walking the earth. And so we were like out at target the other day and someone wasn't wearing a mask. And he said like, they're not wearing a mask. They need to wear a mask. They'll get coronavirus. Oh yeah. Eric. He's like upset about that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's normal to him. Like yeah. that is normal. Like masks and people walking around is going to be normal to some children. To the three of us, that is not normal at all. Mm -mm. I know. I was thinking, depending on how long this lasts, kids their age, like, what's are they going to be like this really antisocial generation? Like, are they not going to shake hands or hug? Like, what? What is going to happen? Right, right. Are they not going to shake hands and hug and be very physically distant? And will they think it's normal to just like go stand outside each other's windows and yell into them, but never come inside? Yeah, right. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> just the drive-by birthday is just like, which I'd be fine with. I don't want to throw another freaking birthday party. People. Can oh, why weren't we doing that before? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> that was the, that's, that needs to stick <laughs> post, post uh, lockdown. Yes. Uh, so for the most part, he clearly gets it more than some adults. And um, and then the dad thing, he just gets it, like dad's not staying there and we're talking to him on the phone. Yeah, he really he really has adjusted, to be honest. Like he really he's he's really adjusted to it pretty well. Like, I don't I, I don't know. Like, I just I think he's an old soul, to be quite honest. Like, it's just it's fascinating to see how. I mean, he's had a few meltdowns, I'll be honest, but then I never know. I'm like, is this three or is this like everything you're going through? I don't know all the time, but it doesn't happen often at all. So it's just like, okay, I'll just um, say this is stress, emotional stress. And like, you're entitled to it. And I've told him, so like how he, he had like a little breakdown today and I like had him in his room and I was like, okay, you're just going to stay in your room until like you're done. And then he was crying for a while. And I told him, you can't, you can come out, but you can come out after you take some deep breaths. And I was like, <laughs> girl, what are you doing? But, and I was also just like, just try it. Just keep going with it. Go, go with it. Go with it. So I was like, okay, let me go with it. And I was like, just take some deep breaths. I need to hear you take deep breaths. I need to hear you calm down. You can come out. You want to come out of the room, right? Yes, mommy. I want to come out of the room. <laughs> so take some deep breaths. And then he calmed himself down. And then I heard him kind of whispering to himself like, okay, calm down, calm. <laughs> it was so precious. But I was like, you know, um, yeah, I had to teach him because of everything that's going on right now, you know, you have to teach your kids, like, especially as three-year-olds that, you know, that's the age where you have to start teaching them how to take care of themselves a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My God. So Tristan and I both have two-year-olds, about two and a half. Yeah. Uh, and they're kind of monsters sometimes. So what's worse, two or three? Oh, I think three is way worse. Oh, three is no. terrible. I mean, that's what I've always heard, but I keep hoping. Is, yeah, no, no. Three is bad for sure. Like before he turned 
before he turned three, he started acting up. And I was like, yo, this is a preview. Uh, Definitely a preview. Yeah, three is awful. (laughs) Damn, I was starting to be like, oh, Eric sounds pretty cool. Maybe Nelly's going to chill out soon. I know. I mean, he is pretty (laughs) cool, but like, he's like, on the, you know, okay, in the category of cool, like he's on, on in the awful side, like right now, like a cool awful, like yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. Today he was really irritating me. <laughs> like towards the end of the day, I was just irritated, but I was like, you know what? Like you're acting like this because you didn't have a nap, and it's gonna be glory for me once you get down. So I'm yeah. just going to stay cool and calm because I see glory on the other side of this, <laughs> and. Yeah, 6.45-ish, he was out. Also, wow. right now doesn't even count. Like, I mean, I can't imagine any kid not being an asshole right now. I agree. I agree with you. Every child knows that something is super different. They haven't seen their friends, so they don't have, like, that energy to burn, and it's so hard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been talking to moms on, on my Instagram, doing lives here and there, um, for the past few Sundays about like, you know, mothering during a pandemic, like, how's it going, you know? And some people, depending on the child, like if they're a teenager, they're cool, but if they're like a young child, yeah, they're missing their friends. And so parents are juggling. If you're in a two parent household, what's nice what some people are doing is like alternating who takes morning shift, afternoon shift, whatever. But like people are like exhausted. It's a lot of work. It's, it's a stressful time for everybody and the kids are sensitive to it. And so we have to treat them as you know, human beings that are sensitive to what's happening globally right now. Yeah. On that note, this was a two-part question. How do you balance any time for yourself during the day, during this? And the second part is you mentioned taking him to Target. Like you have to take him everywhere, right? All the stores, even when they're like one cart, one person, you have to take him with, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I have to, or like, sometimes I get favored, you know, I, I ask someone to like get my groceries and stuff like that. So I've done that a few times, um, which has been really great to be honest. Um, but a couple times I have taken him, I've limited how many times I've taken him. I mean, I took him to Target the other day just because I sensed like they're like reopening America. So I was like, okay, like it's, we're transitioning back, but I also want him to see, I wanted him to get a memory of, and you know, some people might be throwing eggs at my window right now for like, you took him to Target. How dare you? Whatever. Are you going to leave at home? (laughs) Right, exactly. But I was like, no, at the same time, like this is his world. He has to see it, you know, too. So he had his mask and his protective coverings and everything. And they were wiping down the carts and Target never smelled so clean before. (laughs) Sorry, what were, I lost my train of thought. That was, but the other part was just like, how are you balancing your time during the day? Like, oh, yeah. Shit that you need to do for yourself. It's really hard. Um, I'm, I'm still figuring out that balance, but, uh, okay. So I would say like to full transparency, like the past like two weeks, two, maybe two and a half weeks were like struggle bus with like figuring out. It was like, I just felt. And, and, and not even felt, I mean, I really was failing like left and right. Like some people that I were closely with were like, yo, what's going on? Like, get it together type of thing, you know? (laughs) And, um, which was like good and it's good for accountability and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, this, wait, this is a lot. I had to actually admit to myself, going back to this whole confession thing, I had to confess to myself and say like, okay, you are going through so many transitions and new things. What the heck? Like, and you're trying to figure out 
how to allocate time because it really is it's essentially about allocating time right allocating time for yourself allocating time for eric allocating time for work allocating time for cleaning time allocation and estimation or whatever like that's essentially what it comes down to so long story short like a good friend of mine is a lean coach and she's she's literally been helping me like i got to the place now where my solution to this balance question that you asked like how am i balancing it i have become very clear on how much time I need for myself. And that's four hours a day. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And when I'm are totally those? Clear. Are those just if all? I have more, it's, it's like wonderful, huh? Are they just all from like 6.30 to 10.30 or whatever? No, or? morning and evening because oh, okay. I can't achieve it from, because I want to be in bed by a certain time in the evenings. Sometimes, some weeks I'm in bed at 8.30. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Love some it. weeks I'm in bed at 8.30 you know, like nine, whatever, but like, yeah, some weeks I'm in bed early. And then other weeks when I'm like going to bed late, I at least have like things that I don't do at night anymore. And I just have like a cutoff. But, um, I, so I I just said like to make it easy two hours in the night, in the evening, two hours in the morning. Great. How do you do the morning one? I wake up before Eric. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, tell me this glorious way that you get your child to leave you alone for two hours. Wake up before. <laughs> yeah. And so what I've learned is that I can only wake up before if I go to bed at a certain time. Right. I have, I, I literally have calculated it all out. For a long time, it was jumbled mush in my head. Okay. So for the, for the women listening who are like, oh my gosh. She's so organized. This is so ridiculous. No, I'm not. If you talk to anybody that I know, they're like, oh my gosh, she's the most scattered person we know. It's so frustrating, (laughs) whatever. Okay. But I have like made a new covenant with time and like being organized and all that stuff. And so I have arrived to this place, like literally this past week and it's working. I'm literally executing and it's like, oh my God, this is working for me. I'm killing it. Like with this time estimation thing, uh, you know, before I was like making time for myself, like if I happened to wake up before Eric, right? Like, so, so it's not that I wasn't waking up before. It was just more of like, everything was so random, but as of this, the beginning of this week, everything has been way more structured and like, like, like a, like a running, like a factory. That's amazing. 645. Boom. This is happening. This is happening here. That's because it, like for my personality type, like I have to operate sometimes in some windows, I have to operate like that. In other windows, it's like, oh, whatever. Like my Saturday evening window, that's like a whatever you want to do, do it. <laughs> yes. So it's just for certain days of the week. It's not for every, this is not every day. This is like, like Friday night has a different rhythm and feel. Sure. That is impressive, especially that you even figured it out, like that you figured out what exactly you needed and then you executed it. Heck yeah. It's amazing. And that you can get up before your kid. Oh my God. I'm like, uh, you I must stay in bed until that kid wakes me up. Uh, yeah, I no, mean too. you must. You have to get up. Like I'm telling you, you must. But I've trained you myself must. to sleep. I can even sleep through the normal Nellie waking up noises because sometimes she'll just like chill out in her crib and like chat with her animals or whatever. Um, so now I only wake up when she's going, <laughs> so oh i'm like God. to the okay, last and then minute what happens after that what happens so after then that? i get up this morning she said i want to be an astronaut when i walked in there i was like okay okay cool. um so we've got the drums out to put on her head but 
Yeah. Other. I mean, so once the thing is with sleeping through that is that when you hear the mummy, like I got to go in there, you know, it's on. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, it's like pee real fast and then just run in because because she she's not going to let me day. take a pit stop after she's awake. So he does not let you take a pit stop. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, My attention no. needs to be fully on her these days. Yeah. 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 yeah that is tough yeah well i'm i don't know i'm offering a solution which i Uh. think i I mean it's not even i'm not this is not my unique solution because like many people many women have done this like i'm not even i'm not even on the level of someone like say tony morrison are you familiar with who that is yeah Yeah, sure yeah like tony morrison got to a place where she would have this like internal race with the sun like Mm -hmm. she literally i mean she writes about this like or and actually she actually speaks a a lot about it in interviews that you can see online where she was like, Oh yeah, I started like wanting to just like beat the sun, you know, like how, how quickly can I wake up? Like before the sun comes, you know, like, Ooh, I beat you by two hours or whatever, you know, like she was, she's on that level or she was on that level, Tony Morrison, you know, but she had two boys and she was uh, a single mom raising them by herself, writing these books and editing big, biographies at the same time did you know she edited the biography of muhammad ali no no damn and the biography of angela davis and like that's just like a person where i'm like we're on different wavelengths right like i couldn't edit someone's book for starters Uh, (laughs) right so then like the idea that like that's the kind of person like i'm reading becoming by michelle obama right now and i'm just like She's she was like this from the time she was like five, right? Like, right? like not on the same wavelength as someone else at all. Exactly. No, no. But I feel that like if you if you watch Toni Morrison, I think she's worth getting into a little bit because even if you just like just watch videos of her, like I I feel I feel the normal like she, I feel like she's more. I don't want to say more normal than like Michelle Obama because I know exactly what you're talking about with Michelle Obama. I like I I read parts of becoming me or whatever it's called becoming um and i felt the same way i was like ah oh, you were you were born this way like right. this was you from the womb mm-hmm. but tony morrison i think like got to this place i think she had a tough conversation with herself and was like girl you better get yourself together if you're trying to do this you're you got to get yourself together you know it's like she had these like tough like bitch slap herself conversations <laughs> i think and the way i feel that she got herself together is how I can relate to that. And I think many other like regular women relate to how you get yourself in line. You Mm -hmm. know, like you guys have been running this podcast for what, two years now. Mm -hmm. Yes. You've been running it for two years now, solid, consistent, growing, amazing, awesome. Like I'm, I'm sure there were so many moments throughout this production process and the whole thing, the past two years that you're like, girly bird, get it together. Like get it together. You had to like, bitch slap yourself right yeah i have to bitch slap myself a lot (laughs) (laughs) right like great women do that i think that's a power that women do and like i don't know great women do that and we're all um i don't know trying to do our best right now but waking up before your child is something you should both consider the thing to do maybe, maybe i'll, I'll do it try tomorrow. It. i have been getting that's the one thing about this pandemic i've been getting more sleep than ever right. and it, and i don't yeah. particularly feel more well rested than ever so what's the point yeah i should get, get up. up early all right i'm gonna try it i'm gonna okay. try it one day this week 
Yeah, just try one day. I want, you know what I want? Like, it's not even about the time. So don't even, it's not even about like, if you didn't wake up at four, you missed the mark. It's really like, okay, let, maybe we're going to plan to sleep in. Like, I don't know if your child can sleep until 10. Mine totally can. But like, yeah. (laughs) So if, if you can like plan it, how, like get her to start, like to sleep in, like, sorry, do you have a son, Casey? I was yeah, a boy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Boy, and yeah. I have a girl. Sorry, so if you can you get right. him to sleep in, like, um, and like time it so that it's not a pain for you to wake up a little bit earlier. Yeah. Right? right. Like, like plan it out where it's like not a pain. It's not gonna be a pain. It's not, right. don't, like, make I'll just it do pain. six this time. Right. Like, like, I don't, what time exactly? What time do you normally wake up? When he wakes up, which is somewhere between 6 30 and 7. Okay, six thirty-seven. Exactly. So even if it's like six fifteen, yeah, yeah. Even if it's six twenty, <laughs> that I'm talking. I'm talking even down. To, you know what I mean? Like down to the minute six twenty-five, and then he pops up at six thirty, and you're like, oh my gosh! But I had like five minutes of like, yeah. <gasps> what? Like, Hello. You get a taste. Listen, I'm telling you, when you get a taste of that thing, you're gonna be like, oh, and and you may not need two hours. You may discover you only need 15 minutes or you may, may need 10 you, or you, you may discover something. But I have discovered from lots of trial and error that like not two, two hours makes me very happy and very ready to go. And like, I can deal with this child. What I'm if it's longer? I'm going to set my alarm right now for 6.15. <laughs> what if it's longer? If you get like two and a half hours, you're like, oh, I'm going to go wake my kid up. I'm lonely. No, or no, two and a half never. hours is also very good. Oh, okay. no, <laughs> never sleep that no, late. No, because really, how, how much time do I actually really want? Um, maybe about 48 hours to myself. Yeah, like, that sounds really good right now. You know, like <laughs> every month, like on a weekly basis, how much do I want by myself? Okay, eight hours would be cool. Like, if I had eight right. hours on a weekly basis by myself, like, like I, I had a guaranteed eight hour block or 10 hour block, like just totally by myself, that would be cool, but I'm, I'm not going to have that. And so where can I space out all the blocks, you know, that I need throughout my week? I love right. It. I'm, I'm going to get up early, probably not tomorrow. Cause yeah, just whenever I just would already be asleep right now, but right. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday's our day. Yeah. Try it out. All right. Try it like 50 times and then let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We will. Um, oh. So do you have any like guests or anything exciting coming up on the podcast that you want to talk about? Um, What exciting do I have coming up? Well, I mean, I'm doing like this, I guess, like dive into how moms are, uh, you know, mothering during the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the shows that I'm going to be releasing are going to, you know, talk about that. Um, I'm also going to be having conversations with guys about how their, um, relationship with their mom, like impacted their life. And mm-hmm. I just want to hear men like praise their moms, but I also yeah. want to hear them share how they're observing moms navigate this time. Um, you know, from the father perspective. So I want, um, those are some conversations to look out to. Um, I'm also like working on completing this long episode I have with my mom. It's about an hour where she's like sharing her story. Um, and I had a whole intention of releasing that during, um, black history month, but it didn't work out. But anyways, long story short, that's a really exciting episode to look out, um, for because, 
it's the story of me. And so, yeah. and my mom has an accent. So if you like want to hear this like Caribbean West Indian accent, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you'll hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be like, oh yes. my gosh. And then you'll probably like want to play like some Bob Marley in the background. Like, I'm not joking. Can you so, do it? Can you do that. her accent? No, I oh, can't. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> and I'm like too shy to try. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so before we wrap up, I want to make sure you let the people know one more time about your podcast and you mentioned your Instagram handle. So throw that out there again. Anything else you got that you want to plug? Let the people know. Hey everyone. This is Erica St. Louis, the host of the M word with Erica podcast. Erica is spelled like Erica Badu, E-R-Y-K-A-H. You can find me on iTunes, Google play, like pretty much where you could get your podcast. But if you have issues with that, holla, let me know. I'm very active on Instagram. My handle is at E St. Louis and the podcast handle is at the M word podcast. Um, on Instagram, I just share a lot about, um, you know, motherhood and reading literacy and just real talk mother stuff and beauty things here and there. So that's how you can find me and engage with, uh, some of the stuff that I share. Yeah. For our excellent. listeners, Erica does have a beautiful, bold lip on right now. Oh, thanks. Yes, her lip is looking great. And actually, I had red lipstick on my dresser, so I was like, do I need to put this on while I'm talking to Oh, Earth? you should have. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, someone is going to be wearing red lips. I just <laughs> like, Now I am. Oh, right yes, in the 11th hour. Go, Casey. Uh-huh. Oh, you are cute. <laughs> oh. uh, it's like the first makeup I've put on in a week. <laughs> uh but uh, dear listeners, so listen to Erica's podcast, follow her. She gets it, obviously. If you also have any questions you want to ask her based on anything we talked about today, you can always reach out to us and we can pass those questions along. Uh, you can email us, baddestmothers at gmail.com. You can also check out all our Instagrams at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all at baddestmothers. And I just followed Erica on Instagram while we were talking. It was so easy. Uh- I'm about to do that same thing, and we recommend that you do, too. Thank you, Erica, so much for joining us. Thank you to all of our listeners. Go ahead and rate and review us when you have the time, and then go rate and review the M-Word with Erica, because you know we're all fantastic. And we all have so much time. Well, sometimes. Especially if we get up before our kids. Yes, wake up before your kids and rate and review us. We appreciate it. We are (laughs) baddest mothers mothers in in the room. room. Can you say bye bye? Bye bye. Nellie, can you say bye bye? She's waving.